Hello, friends, and welcome to Virtual Strangers 32. I am your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots Roots. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm uh, in Vegas, just uh, visiting my friends, and uh, there's a lot of activity behind me. So That's a lot of people there. You yeah. know, it's kind of crazy to think that they're all still there, because yeah. <laughs> that's what they say when... Once something's in Vegas, it stays in Vegas, right? Yeah, that's right. They're never going anywhere. Forever. That's right. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but uh, those brave souls. You know, I'd like to visit, but, you know, I'd, I I kind of have to come home at some point. So, I guess I'll never get to go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. You got to stay away. <laughs> anyway, enough nonsense. Uh, let's talk VR, um, as we always do. And let's start off by talking a little bit about Vader Immortal. You know, Vader Immortal, it wasn't long ago that we were just reviewing part two of this. Was it, Roots? I think it was like three weeks ago, a month ago, maybe. The most. Something like that. So, like, the original one, uh, again, Vader Immortal, this is uh, I, ILMX Labs uh, VR Star Wars Experience uh, basically designed for Oculus Quest, but it's also released for the Rift. Uh, we got episode one of it. It's an episodic, story-driven thing. We got episode one with the launch of the Quest back in May. So fast forward, what, four months from the first one, episode two comes out. Kind of a surprise. It was announced at uh, OC6. The moment they announced it, it was released. It was a surprise launch. And uh, so we were thinking, you know, uh, maybe episode three might come next year sometime in the early part, maybe spring next year, uh, January, if, if they want to hold to their timing. And we found out this past week that Vader Immortal episode three is coming in just a couple weeks time on November the 21st. So first of all, you surprised? You surprised it's coming out so soon after the other one? Uh, yes and no. I mean, it makes sense marketing wise, right? Like with Christmas coming and, uh, um, uh, Black Friday, we were just talking about that. So maybe they'll do like a, a special quest that comes with the full, all three episodes in, you know, um, I don't know. I just think that it's it's a good time to have new games coming out for your uh, platform, especially something as big as Star Wars. Yeah, uh, I think that you're exactly right there. I think it's, from a marketing perspective, it's perfect timing because they're getting it out there exactly one week before Black Friday. So before everyone spins their bank accounts into negative territory, uh, they're putting this this game out there, which is the finale. It is the conclusion to the story uh, While people still have money in their pockets and then comes the 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 week after when Supposedly you would expect a lot of people to be buying oculus quest But maybe even as many as bought it for the launch Maybe even more people will buy it now uh, that it's developed this hype over the last six months, maybe even more people buy it for the holidays than bought it for the launch. So it's a perfect time uh, to put it out there to complete it. Maybe they do what you're saying here. Maybe they'll release it as a complete series. 
Um, I guarantee it'll do better now um, sale wise than at launch just because VR is more known in the last six months. Uh, you know, it's starting to go mainstream. It's been on Jimmy Fallon and a lot of different commercials and people know about Beat Saber. And um, it's one of those things where when when the Quest came out, mostly it was us, you know, all the enthusiasts that bought it. You know, and then you pepper in the people that, you know, were seeing something new come out. But uh, now it's it's been out enough where uh i think it's gonna do very well and then you couple that with all the software that just keeps coming out game after game after game um they've actually got a, a pretty good library now where you could justify it and say wow i i want to get the quest and, and they've got some good games now so yeah yeah and this one is probably the the one that's that's most well known uh for being the must-have quest title you know there's lots of stuff out on Quest now, a lot of PC ports that have come out. But when you start thinking about things that are Quest exclusive, there aren't really any technically that are exclusives. All, everything that comes out on Quest gets ported into Rift. But there is this group of games that you think of as Quest games, even though you can get them on Rift. Uh, games like Journey of the Gods, games like Shadow Point, Face Your Fears 2, and, and Star Wars Vader Immortal, in my mind, these are quest games and among those this one is is a number one this is the chief this is the one that you must own um so let's think back let's think back just a, a few weeks ago to when we were reviewing the second one we we wondered aloud a couple of things uh one we were wondering because the last one was so short you know as good as it was it was short and it was $10, just like the first one. We were wondering, are they going to draw this out? Is this going to be something that we end up paying $60, $80, $100 for uh, by the time it's all said and done uh, for what is the equivalent of, a, of a, a normal length game when you put it all together? Uh, we found out that uh, shortly thereafter that, that the third installment would be the final installment but it looks here from what they're saying, Roots, that this one's going to have a little more substance than the last one. And that is music to my ears. What, what did you think about that when you heard them say it? Yeah, because at the end of the last one, we were kind of wondering how they were going to make another one and end it. You know, like it just was didn't seem like there was, I don't know, it just didn't seem like there was going to be enough there for it so I, I don't know i'm kind of glad that they they are um they're taking into consideration that people wanted a little bit more it's going to put it close to two and a half to three hours for the entire thing which i think is worth 30 bucks in my opinion so yeah well, when you're talking about like a, a standard indie dev you know jank fest then then 30 bucks for a couple hours is not at all worth it and so many of the games in the early life of vr have been that so people still have that kind of mindset when it comes to value and price but when we're talking about something like this that's star wars branded and not only is it star wars branded but this thing absolutely 100 percent lives up to the quality standards that the front franchise has set it tells a good story uh it plays uh, like a movie, uh, you know, a lot of 
good high quality VR games have cinema scenes in them. Well, you're in the scenes. I mean, basically, uh, as far as what it looks and sounds like, it's no different between cutscenes and and gameplay. It's all the same characters. It's just all very high quality and all very well done. So to think uh, that you have the opportunity to be the star, the lead character in a Star Wars movie and uh, basically do it for a little bit more than what you would pay for a Blu-ray, I think it's a pretty good deal all in all. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, you know, people will complain it's $30, but they'll go spend $30 on a Blu-ray movie and... uh we don't even watch those more than once, usually. Uh, most people, anyway, if they're honest with themselves, and this, you get to actually be in the movie um, and interact, and uh, um, and it's other people as well. So, um, And the dojo, which is what we got here, uh, is worth it just in and of itself. This second one is amazing, and the third one's supposed to incorporate even more stuff, like blasters, and, you know, so it's going to be worth $30 I guarantee it in my opinion anyway yeah if they if they end this thing the way that I'm thinking that they're going to then the the entire package for 30 bucks is, is absolutely going to be worth it and that said I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't bundle them all for like 25 um, well I guess well, well let's back up a little bit here first of all uh, they haven't announced the price of the third installment we're assuming that it's going to be ten dollars um what if it's a little bit longer a little bit more content but they charge 15 instead of 10 is that acceptable to you i don't well i i hope they run it by me first but no i don't know <laughs> that's weird right what if it was 15 dollars? i i feel like that would be weird to me it'd be like 10 10 15 or even 10 10 20 you know, what if it's like an hour long instead of uh, 35 minutes like the last one? Yeah, I think it still should be 10 bucks, but I, I don't know. You know, it, it seems that would be weird to me. I think it should be 10 bucks, but you're right. We are assuming, right? Yeah, right. I'll tell you what we're not assuming, and then that is that the uh, that the scale of the game is going to be uh, a little bit more than the last one. And I'm not just talking in terms of the length of the story. But I'm talking about they've expanded the possibilities of the of the gameplay itself. And I'll just give you uh, uh, what they've said about it here really quick. Um, it says, this third one is described as a slightly longer episode after the second one has taken criticism for, for uh, its short runtime. Uh, in addition to the ancient lightsaber and force powers that we've acquired in the previous episodes, which was one ability per episode. You know, the first the first episode we got the lightsaber, the second one we got force powers. Uh, in addition to those powers, uh, you're going to be able to grab and use blasters that are dropped by the stormtroopers. You're going to be able to fight air-to-air -air on skiffs, and start a battle in Vader's castle between the marching horde droid army and the Imperial battalion stationed on Mustafar. So what I'm picturing in my head here is all out war on Mustafar between droids and stormtroopers. And you're going to be able to participate not only with your lightsaber and your force abilities, but when you take out a, a stormtrooper, 
you're going to be able to use your force to pick up their weapon, start blasting. It seems like you're going to have a little bit more freedom here uh, during this all-out, you know, mania that uh, that is the battle of Mustafar. Um, Roots, this sounds freaking epic to me as a Star Wars fan. Uh, but again, I'm a fanboy. What is it? Uh, what are you making of this? Does it sound as cool to you as it does to me? Air to air skiff fights? Hell yeah, dude. That sounds real fun. Um, everything about it sounds actually really cool. Uh, it sounds like we're going to be in a really amazing Star Wars scene, you know, a battle. And it makes me, as I always do, wonder when we're going to have our first legit Star Wars game in VR, you know, like multiplayer even. Um, you know, all the games that we've played, all the Jedi games, you know, picture one, there's a one coming out, I think this month, um, flat game, third person one, Alex and I were talking about, um, on discord and it, uh, I just think we're closer than we think. And I'm excited to see this experience, see how, see what they're going to do in the future. So, well, if anything we've learned over the last uh, year and, and with what has happened in VR games, uh, it's now been proven that not only are our devices capable of producing a, the level of quality that would be needed to make a, a Star Wars game for VR, but uh, Asgard's Wrath is showing that you can price it appropriately and people will buy it without complaining. Uh, people will, will drop down the money for something that, that that's worth it. Uh, and even with, with like the quest, I mean, look at this game. The, it still blows my mind that you can play something that's this level of quality, basically running on a, a cell phone processor, a complete standalone device. Uh, every time I think about Vader Immortal, it just blows my mind that the technology has advanced as far as it has. Yeah, it's gotten really crazy. And I uh, can't wait to see what it looks like with the link. <laughs> with the link. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. I've, I've already put my Rift S up for sale. Yeah, I'm getting because, rid of that uh, trash, dude. It's out of here. <laughs> I already know the Oculus link is going to be awesome. I don't have to try it. Uh, yeah. Upload VR said it was good, so, you know. It's got to be it's good. good. It's got to be better in every way. So I'm going to get rid of it for sure. Rift S. <laughs> All right. I guess we've kind of segued into a, a different topic here that I was saving for the end of the show. But uh, you said it. this they br they're bringing this out now for Black Friday. And the, the idea is that the, a lot of people are going to be buying Quest on Black Friday, especially now that they've announced finger tracking and they've announced uh, uh, Oculus Link. So what does that mean for Oculus Rift S? They're just giving up on it, right? Well, apparently they're trying to get these in a few hands as well because Lenovo just a couple of days ago uh, released their Black Friday sale ad and it revealed that Oculus Rift S will be on sale for $50 off at $350. And rest assured, this isn't just Lenovo getting an exclusive deal because they manufacture the headset. If they're selling it for $350, then Best Buy is going to sell it for $350. Oculus is going to sell it for $350. The Microsoft Store is going to sell it for 
these things are going on sale cheap. And it's the first thing that I said when they started uh, pumping the, the Quest up during OC6 is that we're going to see a price cut on the on the Rift S soon. Um, so the, the choice between Rift and Quest might not be quite as cut and dry as everybody once thought. Uh, Roots, let's assume that... Um, Let's assume that Oculus Link is going to be legit, okay? This is going to be a very capable PC VR device. Do you think, one, do you think that they're going to put Quest on sale the same way they're doing Rift? Because, you know, uh, the uh, we don't know that the Quest isn't on sale. All we know is that the Rift S is. Mm. Uh, do you think they're going to mark everything down to three fifty, or you think it's just on the Rift? Uh, I think it'd be smart. I think tr try, still trying to get people into uh, uh, to VR. It's the first Christmas that the Quest has been out. It's at its biggest thing is probably going to be, and um, you know, it just would uh, make it a little bit more enticing. You know. Yeah. Do do you think they're cutting the price of the Rift S as a as a means to uh, keep it relevant versus the Quest, or or do you think that uh, that they're just beginning the process of sell down, and in a year from now uh, that they're not even going to be selling new Rift S's anymore? I don't know. I I don't think it's as big of a deal outside of the community as you know we make it being the 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 rift s versus the oculus quest link and i need to get rid of this shit because it's no good anymore that we were joking about earlier obviously um you know yes there's going to be benefits to the quest link and there's going to be downgrades you know people have said yeah it's got you know deeper blacks and you know it's got the, the ipd slider and it's a good way for people that have the quest to get into PC VR, but, um, you know, the Rift S is also going to have that extra pixel and, you know, I mean, there's, there's benefits, right? The LCD. So, um, I don't think it's going anywhere. And I, I, I even the, isn't the, even the tracking a little bit better. It's got that extra camera over the quest. And, you know, I know I've never used the quest, but, um, uh, yeah, there, there's many advantages to the Rift S over the quest. And, uh, I mean, there are situations uh, where you would want the the quest, uh, like I was talking to you earlier, if you've got uh, certain laptops that you want to run your PC VR off of, uh, Oculus Link is really the only real option that you have if you want to run a Oculus headset. Um, but but that being said, I think that the uh, Oculus Rift S um, it offers a lot of advantages if you're going to be mainly uh, playing on PC. Uh, so I agree. I don't think that it's going anywhere at all. Um, do you think that this price cut is going to be uh, temporary for the holidays? Or do you think that they're going to make it a permanent differential point between the Quest and the Rift S? Is that the Rift S, even though it does a little bit less, it also costs a little bit less? I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it could be a good point. But, I mean, if they could get away with... You know, they, they brought it out at the same price as the, the old CV1. It never dropped in price until it was almost gone, um, permanently anyway. So I, I would make the case that it'll probably stay uh, at 400 But, um, again, it depends on what they perceive the public's 
um, idea is if they perceive that, you know, people are going to uh, get more with the quest and people will know that, then they may drop the Rift S if the, the sales don't do very well. So. Right. Well, um, yeah, I don't even, I don't even, even if the sales drop dramatically, I don't think that they would discontinue it as a, as a platform. Um, I think that they probably will go up, that the price will go back up to 400 for a period after the holidays. But I do think that it's coming back down. You know, they did uh, talk about at the time, you know, at the time that Rift S launched, Rift CV1 was 350 and they were asked specifically about that. You're okay. Well, you kind of are raising the price a little bit. And they said, uh, if, if they launch at 350, then where's the space to cut the price? There is no space to cut the price. So they kind of intimated at the beginning that they were going to be dropping the price anyway, that they were just pricing it at 400 as a launch price. Uh, so I, I expect that probably by the summer of next year that you'll see a permanent cut to 350 on it. Not only b because of, uh, you know, that's what the, the CV1 costs, but I do expect that you're going to see a lot uh, more quest adoption based on the Oculus uh, link functionality. Um, so, so we've got... We've got Rift S here at uh, 350. We've got Quest that can do PC VR and standalone at 400. We've got uh, PlayStations that are going to be at an all-time low because they're in between generations. This is their last year selling PS4, so those are going to be at all-time low prices. Uh, PS VR probably are going to be pretty cheap as well. Uh, is is this going to be the the year for VR? Is this going to be, in your opinion? our biggest uh, holiday season to date. I think it is. I think the quest alone will push it over the top. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of people that are just now waking up that PlayStation VR is even a thing. They've had a PlayStation 4 for five years, you know, and they're like, oh my God, Iron Man is coming. I've talked to people that they didn't know about Iron Man. They didn't know about The Walking Dead. They didn't, you know, there's games that they're just like, you're kidding me right so um and as uh i i think this will be the year where we're going to see some mass adoption as far as uh sales for sure yeah i think that it's going to definitely be better than anything we've seen before not i mean the the choice and variety of items and products that we have now it, it's literally doubled this year with not just the oculus stuff but you know the valve and htc stuff and we've got you know, we've got new Pimax, we've got new WMR. Uh, PlayStation platform is pretty much the only thing that hasn't expanded in the whole, you know, space. So there's going to be a lot more choice, which is going to spark a lot more competition pricing-wise. Uh, I think VR has a bigger profile in the public mind now than it ever has before because of some of the uh, awesome pieces of software that we've had come out lately and are getting ready to come out, you know, pistol whips coming, stormlands is coming. This is going to increase, uh, VR's, uh, uh, VR's, uh, profile in, in the minds of the public, uh, greatly. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I think that we're going as a as a whole, not platform to platform, but as a whole, VR's what to buy this year for the first time ever. There's no new console to go up against. Uh, people are starting to get curious about VR, and the price is dropping at just the right time. It's kind of the perfect storm, Roots. Yeah, and it's becoming trendy, and that's all it needs. You know, you put it on Jimmy right. Fallon, a couple of the couple other shows like that and everyone's like oh my god i've seen i saw that beat everybody that i've talked about vr um that is aware of it at all knows about beat saber so um that game alone has brought a lot of people in um and then like you said all the triple a titles coming out uh especially the ones that are available to be played on the the quest you know like star wars and stuff yeah yeah so yeah exactly the the public is finally they're just now starting to to really look at vr as a serious thing and uh anybody who's interested in it pretty much wants it you know it's always been something that's been in the back of people's minds before because it was always unattainable people didn't let themselves entertain the fact or entertain the thought of what it would be like to, to own VR because it was always too expensive or, or too difficult to use. Uh, not the case anymore. Not the case. The prices drop. It's extremely easy to use, accessible for everybody. And we're starting to see that uh, reflected in, in the public. And I think that that's going to be reflected in the holiday uh, sales figures so i can't wait to to see what happens i'm pretty confident well it may not be the overnight explosion that we want it to be i'm pretty sure it's going to be solid solid growth and i think that the exponential curve in, in the growth of vr is going to continue yeah i agree okay so that's enough about that Let, let's get back to talking about games i'm sorry we had to kind of drift off there in the hardware land for a minute but the uh the black friday talk that we were kind of having kind of naturally flowed into that so i just wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way but let's get back to talking about games and let's talk about thief simulator vr so thief simulator is a fairly well-known um, flat game that we've known for quite some time is going to become coming to VR. The uh, the developer Game Boom VR announced uh, quite a while ago that they were porting this, but then they just kind of went silent. We haven't heard much about it uh, until this past week. Uh, just this past Thursday, Game Boom VR uh, announced the release date of Thief Simulator VR, and it's going to come into early access on Steam November 12th, 2019. So uh, basically about a week and a half, we're going to have this. And you know, uh, it's interesting, Roots and I, just on the last Monday show, not even a week ago, we were talking about the November releases and we said, you know, we don't know what's coming. There's always going to be surprise releases. We don't know what they're going to be, but we do know that they're coming. Well, here, here we have one such example. A game that we've been waiting on uh, for for a long time, but just kind of had fallen off of the map. Now, why did it fall away? Well, according to the developer, it was their goal to port the entire Thief Simulator game 
to VR. So this is supposed to be a one-to-one -one port of the flat game. No compromises made, which is really cool. Uh, you think that that's going to cost an arm and a leg? Mm. Nope. This game is going to launch at early access in about 10 days for $15. A very fair price, especially for a, a straight flat port like this is. I think the original one uh, costed uh, at least 20 or 30 bucks. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it costs a little more than what they're going to be asking for this. Um, Roots, this thing looks pretty cool. Were, were you familiar with Thief Simulator before and uh, are you are you excited to try it out now? I was not, but it looks like the game mechanics are really good and almost like it was made for VR. Everything they're doing in there, um, assuming this is, you know, um, it's just, I, it looks really good and I can't wait to check it out. But uh, $15, that's, that is quite a good deal. Um, you know, we've got games coming out brand new for $36 that, you know, it's just crazy. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, this game, I, I really didn't wasn't aware of it until they announced the uh, the the fact that they were going to be porting it to VR. But that that's been forever ago. Like I said, uh, it's a cool concept. So basically, you have this endless world of houses that you can break into. Some like real life. Some of them are going to be harder to get into than others. And uh, there's all sorts of everything that you can steal. And uh, you can either sell it online or take it to the pawn shop to make money. What are you going to do with that money? Well, you're going to buy items that help you steal more stuff. So basically, you're going to buy stuff that helps you get into these uh, richer people's houses that have more elaborate defense and so on and so forth. And, and you're just going to keep working your way up the uh the the thief food chain until you're you're really stealing the the, the expensive stuff and making bank the cars um stealing the cars yeah it's cool yeah you can steal the cars yeah, exactly yeah um so what what are they uh what are they claiming that we're going to be getting here okay so this game promises fully immersive realistic mechanics in vr so this is not going to play like a flat game. This is going to play like a made-from-the-ground-up VR game. Uh, you can have either plot-based campaign or sandbox gameplay. You can uh, disassemble stolen items into component parts. And like I said, sell them online, sell them at the pawn shop, what have you. Uh, you have the ability to buy new thief tools and gadgets to thwart more elaborate security solutions and you're going to have a fully implemented VR adapted driving model. So you're going to be driving this car like you would drive any other VR car. Like, like they took all this time to bring this flat, uh, flat game into VR, but not as a port. But the, they took the time to make it play like a VR game. And uh, knowing all this... And knowing how much work that must have been, especially for a developer like this, who uh, who doesn't really work on VR all that much, um, I think that it's it's surprising that it just costs fifteen dollars. I mean, I think that there's a lot here. What do you think? No, it looks like it. Uh, 
is definitely for $15 looks like it's going to be a steal you would expect it to be a lot more um but it's the business model it's going to be in my opinion um they're it's smarter they're going to be selling more copies um for $15 than you know everybody wants to sell their game for more and I get it you know um especially if you don't think many people are going to buy the game but you're almost self-fulfilling that prophecy you're pricing it to a point where they won't sell and so hence you're not going to get that many people to buy it and it just it doesn't it you're you're gimping yourself from the beginning so i, I think it's very good um and it that shows me that a lot more games shouldn't be uh probably priced as high as they are you know at least ports maybe i don't know looks really good looks like they everything is legit 100% like you said one to one um the 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 everything it looks like they're really doing the stuff they're not just pushing a button so well, i'll tell you what surprises me about it is just how good the graphics look in this game you know when i heard thief simulator i thought job simulator i thought vacation simulator i thought surgery simulator you know all that stuff that has these cartoony looking graphics this thing looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't wait to be hiding under a bed and watch security looking for me and stuff. It looks like a really well done uh, stealth game as well, you know? So, and yeah. it gives you everything that um, we always talk about that you need to bring people back in, something to spend your money on, you know, more tools. And, you know, hopefully they'll give you some, you know, things to spend your money on, like a nice house or a car or, you know, as long as I'm driving stuff around, I want my own rolls royce or something cool bentley how much do you think that the the timing and pricing of this thing has to do with the fact that we have grand theft auto and asgard's wrath and games like this that are entering the fray now now this wasn't a concern six months ago but now you have asgard's wrath giving people the most enriched vr experience possible for forty dollars and you have games like grand theft auto that are giving up this style of gameplay but at, on an even grander scale uh how much do you think that that the release of those games have to do with the pricing and the timing uh, of this game oh it's huge uh, stormlands comes out two days after this um so getting it in there before is is smart as well and you know i think this is going to be the biggest hurdle for a lot of indie developers to get over um you know I've used this analogy before, but you know, somebody with a garage sale overpricing their shit because it's their shit and they think it's worth more than it is. Um, you know, developers put a lot of time and sweat and and money into these these games and experiences, and uh, and then one day they wake up and um, Asgard's Wrath and Stormlands have came out, and now what $40 is worth is completely different than it was a month ago. And it's like, fuck man, we were expecting to charge $35 for our game. And maybe we need to drop it to 1995 and sell more copies, you know, and I, I there's going to have to be that point. And most developers in my experience of what I've noticed is the ones they wait too long. They, they say fuck it we're putting it out for that price anyway and then a month later when no one's buying it they drop it and they miss the ball they miss that window now everyone's that's an old game that's a month old fuck i've already decided i'm not going to own that game 
Um, now it's 20 bucks. I don't care if it's 20 bucks. You could have gotten me two weeks ago or a month ago. Um, I think it's pricing is everything, you know? Yeah, well, it certainly it certainly has a lot to, to do with people's attitudes towards a new game. Uh, you see it often, and what you're saying here is is very common amongst these uh, independent developers who are new to, to VR, that they're pricing a game based on what they put into it, and they're not considering the big picture. First of all, you have to consider what people are going to be willing to pay. And uh, I get it you feel like you need to be compensated at a certain amount. But if you price yourself out of the market, you're not going to be compensated at all. Now, there's also the, the fact that you only have one chance at making a first impression. You We've seen absolutely great games like Evasion come out with an overpriced, you know, uh, an inflated price tag, uh, $30, because that's what they thought that, that their effort was worth and not only did people not buy evasion but people saw that $30 price tag and they um it, they allowed that that to equate into inflated expectations for the game itself it has a high price tag so it must be really great and uh when the game didn't live up to the expectations then what happened was there was a ton of negative attitudes and negative reviews and for an independent developer trying to break into the VR game business those early onset negative reviews can be absolutely devastating they can destroy your chances of ever having any success with your game because once people get a negative attitude about it uh, people quit asking questions about how good it or bad is it really Everyone says it's crap, so it must be, and that's kind of the attitude that people take. So you really have to be careful when you launch something at a high price tag. Uh, you got to really be careful with what you're doing here. Make sure what you're offering people, uh, if they're going to feel like they got their money's worth, regardless of how you feel about the money, you getting your uh, money that's worth your time. So. Uh, Definitely seems like the uh, the devs here for for Thief Simulator get that, and uh, I think that's refreshing. I think there's there's a very valuable lesson to be taken here from what is a very polished, very good looking game, uh, charging a, a very fair price. This game's gonna be ten times better in VR too. I mean, it looks cool for a flat game, but you know, getting to do all this firsthand looks really cool, and it looks very firsthand. Looks like job simulator, but you're actually doing shit. You know, job simulator it looks like bone work. Yeah, it looks like. yeah. Well, it just looks really good. So I'm kind of yeah. psyched. Yeah, me too. Um, I think this is uh, one of the better case scenarios of a indie game living in the in the uh, in the onset of AAA VR because that's where we're at. We're in the onset of AAA VR. We're we're coming into the Gen 2 VR games. And a game like this, fairly priced, that, that's fairly polished, uh, I think can survive in the space. Uh, but then there's other games. Games like Failspace VR. Uh, this is another game we've known about coming for quite some time. 
but uh, it just kind of fell off the map and uh, we didn't know when it would be coming if ever and we come to find out this week just like uh, just like Thief Simulator it's another surprise November release coming just uh, in a few days on the 7th it's coming to Steam on the 7th from uh, developer Hipfire Games uh, so for those of you who aren't familiar what is it okay so the concept here is you and a fellow group of VR players are going to assume the role of a space craft crew on board of a space truck so you're truckers you're you're uh, you're in the business of moving cargo throughout the galaxies uh, that and it's a it's a co-op game. It's not just you. It's you and up to three friends playing together cooperatively. Uh, you and your crew will um, have to constantly carry out repairs to get the space vehicle working. So it's one of these games where you're going to be up against a deadline. You have a delivery to make. You have a pickup to make. But you're driving this janky-ass space truck that keeps breaking down. And in order to get it back up in a timely manner, you're going to have to work together. That's the concept here for Fail Space VR. Uh, Roots, an interesting and original concept. But I, I see a bunch of red flags here uh, for this game. One, first of all, what we were just talking about. This is a, a, a fairly basic-looking independent-level game. In the onset of AAA VR, and uh, it looks, um, it, it it looks like a decent game a year ago to me, basically. Uh, the second big no-no is this is a uh, a multiplayer game. This is pretty much designed around multiplayer, and as we've discussed many times on this show, uh, that's a big uh, red flag for any VR game if you're planning to on building your game around a multiplayer uh, concept, it really has to be rock solid to catch on. Uh, what did you think about uh, Fell Space VR when, when you uh, read up on what we have here? And do you think a game like this has a snowball's chance of, in hell of uh, surviving in the current climate. You're dis discounting the pizza guy, man. He's playing there too, man. You got all those, all those people that are just looking for the next phone game to play because everybody's playing their phone. Um, I I don't know. I don't even know that this game has much of a chance in the sense that the premise doesn't sound intriguing to me. I, it sounds like a pain in the ass. I don't want to be repairing my ship over and over again as i don't know unless there's more to it than that it just seems kind of boring to me you know i mean it could be cool in vr but i don't know what phone dude's doing there you know that just doesn't doesn't look that cool i you know and i i don't know i guess it depends on what kind of pricing it's got as well um but uh in the multiplayer like you said it's got to be done really right and um I just don't want to be a trucker going through space. I, Trevor looks cool, though. I like him with that, you know, hat on, but I don't know. I, I like the, the whole trucker concept. Uh, I, I'm, I'm cool with the idea of, of having some kind of, um, some kind of, uh, of uh, difficulty making pickups and, and making deliveries uh, 
bringing trucker culture into the outer space. It's an interesting blend of genres that I think could work. Uh, what I'm not so keen on is the fact that it's a uh, it's strictly a multiplayer game, and uh, it says here that the play sessions last around ten minutes long. So it's like a, it's literally like you start playing and you're done. You start playing and you're done. The same thing over and over and over and over again, and uh, and it's very basic looking graphically. Like uh, again, this looks like a good game from a year ago, from 18 months ago. Today, it just looks like another game. You know what I mean? Well, we already have From uh, Other Sons that's older than a year ago, and it's way better than this graphically, and you're doing more than you get to get off the ship. And I just don't think, like I said, it just seems very basic as far as, you know, going across and just repairing your ship. I don't know if there's more to it than that, but if that's just it, um i i don't i really do worry about multiplayer because you're gonna get me in there and i you know i don't know it's weird it's just to me as a weird weird concept in a sense there's got to be more to it than just the repairs yeah uh i don't know i know that it's basically a communication-based teamwork uh, for, uh, uh concept for a gameplay but uh it seems like um, it's going to be a, just a little too basic uh, for me. It seems like it could be some fun in the same way that that other game we just talked about was the one where you're working with uh, with other people to try to crack safes. And there was two phases. There was one uh, getting to the safe and then there was cracking the safe and then there was collecting the loot and getting out without being caught. Uh, that game seemed like it was going to be fun, but it seemed like there was a lot more going on there than there is here. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong. We don't know a lot about this game, uh, but for what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing right now, uh, I mean, if they put five or ten bucks on it or if it's on, you know, Viveport, sure, maybe. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not so, so pumped for this one. Uh, 30 bucks you're not paying 30 bucks for this <laughs> i'm not paying 30 bucks for it <laughs> yeah me neither um or i mean unless it's something different than what we're seeing right here this is a lot of speculation on this game now this is one thing well i mean what i'm what i'm telling you here is not speculation the concept uh, everything i've said about this game pretty much is, is straight from the dead okay. this is what they're saying that their game is okay do you think that the so, uh, people there that the pizza guy after when it cuts if he goes back and rings the doorbell and then they realize they're really partners and then they fall well, in love I didn't, and... I didn't i didn't see what the pizza guy was doing but you said he had a phone right yeah he's he's got a phone he's playing uh he's I, i'm assuming he's a part of her crew um yeah. you know because she opens the door and she notices he's playing the same game um and you know and so I don't know if maybe oh, okay. he's gonna yeah, see it now. He's gonna leave, yeah. and then he's gonna come back, and he's gonna be like, "Wait!" And then they're gonna fall in love, and you know. Well, here's the thing: the the originally when they announced this concept, it was supposed to be uh, one of those co-op games where people could play along with their cell phones. Oh, they changed it. They dropped it. You uh, can't even do that anymore. Okay. Well, this uh, isn't a very good 
trailer then <laughs> yeah well yeah. i mean that's not your fault it's just, that's on them that seems like that was going to be the major hook for their game yeah. and then they dropped it out so now it's just what's left okay. they're going to give us what's left in a few days <laughs> well it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see what it is maybe it'll be it can prove me wrong it'll be the game of the year and this is what will bring people <laughs> into the quest i don't know Game of the, uh, if this was on Quest, that would be great. Well, maybe is it'll come. Quest hey, maybe it'll come to the Quest because it's so good. I don't think it is. Okay. It looks like a Quest game, but I don't think it is one, and that's never good. Yeah. Oh, this is got right. warning bells all over it. Yeah, well, we should move on. I don't. I don't like being too negative yeah. over these games, especially games I haven't played. True. Uh, so let's move on. But the next thing I want to talk about. <laughs> it's not going to get us positive that's for damn sure it's it's Gollum I, I gotta talk unfortunately we've got to have this talk again and it, it, I feel like a, a father talking to the to their child that that keeps sneaking out and stealing the car and, and they swore that they'd never do it again and they know if they get caught doing it one more time that they're never going to get to drive the car again but here we are i can't believe that we're having this talk again Gollum. i'm not mad i'm just disappointed i'm just surprised that you're surprised <laughs> you know we should have seen this coming right right and i'm yeah am i being over dramatic here of course i am just because of who this is okay for those of you who don't already know, who aren't members of our Discord, Gollum for PSVR, the PSVR exclusive, the one PSVR exclusive that we know of that we're going to get for the entire rest of this year. It has once again been delayed. And yeah, it's just a week. I know. They just pushed it back a week. But man, if you're Gollum, and you're this team of developers and you know that your game is synonymous with missing deadlines time and time and time again year after year after year after year i mean how bad must it have been i mean they know this they know that that their game was a joke forever right because of this so it couldn't have been lightly that they decided to push this back even for a day. You know what that's going to do to your game in the press. You know what people are going to say if you delay it again. Roots, why could this possibly have happened? Uh, I'm you're scratching my head as well. I, I don't. There has to be something big, some kind of issue, I would hope. I know we keep... Uh, talking how about how big could it be well i don't know it's we, only a week we talk about wanting to to release a game and not have patches and they've waited so long and they think maybe we'll just wait one more week i i don't know i'm i'm baffled, I'm baffled. yeah because it's like you said it's the last thing that they needed nor wanted i'm sure um and it kind of makes me sadistically hoping that they delay it one more time <laughs> Because, I mean, if at that point, shitstorm hits and uh, we have something to talk about. But I want to try it more than I want that to happen. And uh, um, I don't want to uh, 
and, you know, probably would warrant it. Um, someday when I meet you in real life, you'll punch me in the face because, you know, <laughs> you'll be so appalled that I even thought that. No, huh? well, I, I am disappointed a bit here, though, because uh, I'm actually starting to have a little bit of faith that this might actually be a good game. I don't know that it will. I don't necessarily even think that it will. But I do think that it could. I think that it looks like a good game. I know that the developers have pedigree behind them, that they know how to make a good game. And I know that this game has been in development for a long time. Uh, and for those of you who aren't familiar, maybe you're new to the VR space or new to the show, let's have a little history lesson here. This game was announced before PSVR itself had even launched. In 2015, this game was announced. It was shaping up to be launched in early 2018, but suffered a last-minute delay, kind of like what Aspire 1 just did, a last-minute delay, and then it disappeared. Went back into hiding for years. Finally, it turned back up at this past year's E3 in basically the form of an announcement that it was coming in summer. Summertime came. The announcement came that it was coming in fall. And then uh, Perp Games, upon um, acquiring distribution rights for it, told us that it was coming uh, on November the 8th. Yeah, on November the 8th in Europe physically and then to follow uh, on the digital store on the 12th. Now we know that, or we don't know, now they're saying... Mm -hmm that uh, it's going to release in Europe on the 19th, or, or sorry, on the 15th of November. The digital launch will be on the 19th. U.S. physical release will be on the 22nd. Uh, Roots, one of the big worries we had about this game being in development for so long from, sense, uh, from such a, a high-profile team, let's be honest, this is a high-profile team of developers, one of the things we were worried about is this game coming out and being overpriced. $40, 50 $60. Um, $30. Uh, and if this game is as good as I think it's going to be, that's a very fair price. Uh, were you surprised at the $30 price tag? Uh, a little bit. You know, I was, uh, was expecting more. Like you said, they put a lot of time and they've got uh, a good team. And it all depends on what the gameplay is now. Uh, I, I am concerned that they're going to put it off again and then uh, disappear for another year. But uh, no, I'm not concerned about that. Pretty sure we'll get it a week late, hopefully. Um, it won't be delayed again. Yeah, hopefully. Because uh, like I had alluded to earlier, there's not a lot going on for PSVR right now. They've gotten to the point now where they've, uh, they're starting to run out of PC ports to bring over. And uh, they're in between console generations. I really, really expected to hear an, a big PSVR game to be announced sometime over the past month, but it has not come. So Gollum, Gollum was it. And for them to consciously make the decision to uh, even further deteriorate people's expectations and faith in this game is mind-boggling to me. I hope this game 
does meet this deadline and i hope it's as good as it could be uh frankly i hope so for psvr's sake uh, if nothing else because playstation really needs a hit right now i'm feeling bad i'm starting to feel bad like i know there's some people a couple people out there that have one or the other um they don't have both uh i'm kind of feel like you need to have both at this point there's good points on both but if you're going to have one you know pc is definitely the way to lean at this point now we've we've talked about uh gen 2 and our prediction is playstation is going to run away with it um for a while for a time um because they're it's just i just really think that they're going to um come out swinging so yeah yeah i agree i think that when uh by the time PlayStation VR 2 comes out and we get the second generation of PlayStation VR, that it's going to be absolutely amazing. We already know what console developers can do along the lines of optimization for a console, and we already know that the PS5 is going to be a beast. So uh, I, I think that uh, by the time that that happens, that PlayStation is going to be where it's at. But that said, I think that we are years away from that. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're going to need something to hold us over, something to keep the faith, something to keep all these PSVR people from becoming full-time Quest players. Yeah. So uh, uh, hopefully Sony's working on it. And uh, hopefully uh, for the holidays, uh, Gollum is going to be that game. Maybe they just know something we don't. Maybe Sony knows that Gollum's this awesome game that's getting ready to come out and it's going to revolutionize VR and uh, blow everybody's socks off. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Only time will tell. How much time? No one can say for certain, but uh, uh, I am confident that one day we will have this game. Yeah. Well, I, it would be a bummer if it disappeared completely now. We're so close. Yeah. I agree. I actually, for the first time since I was a brand new PSVR owner, I'm actually, uh, I actually want to play this game. You know, it went from me wanting to play everything when I was a new VR owner, this included. I mean, this looked amazing to me when I first got my PSVR. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to play Gollum. Look at it. And over time, you know, as the, as the uh, games have gotten better and better, Gollum started to look worse and worse. Uh, but then it started to look better too. So uh, I've once again gotten back to the point where I want to try it out. Um, I just I just hope it's good. Yeah. You know? I don't know. How many times can I say it? I hope it's good. Crossing fingers. You know what's interesting about uh, Gollum? You know, we always kind of just talk about it. Like it and Iron Man are the last big hope for PS4. But what we often overlook and and fail to uh, mention when we have these discussions is dreams. This probably more than anything, Iron Man included, this is the most highly anticipated PSVR game of the last two years probably. I mean, the things that they have promised us that this game is going to be if they're able to pull it off, it's going to be something unlike anything else that we've ever seen in VR on any platform. Uh, 
and the interesting thing about it is that even though that there's there's a creator mode that we we already have access to in uh, you know the flat version uh, they have promised us when this game releases it's going to support VR fully at release they've also promised us that this is going to be a PS4 game with a fully uh, functional and user-friendly game engine in it so not only are you going to be able to play a full campaign that they have built for us but you're going to be able to design art you know video music uh and, and games you're going to be able to make your own games in this and it's supposedly going to be not so difficult to do um so so they made a lot of promises about dreams roots uh the thing is the time is running out on ps4 They've already made unbelievable claims with what they're going to be able to do in VR. Uh, and the thing is, as time goes on, they're not fading away. To the contrary, they're making even more promises and describing their vision more and more. And that bar just keeps going up and up and up. And before we even get on the, to the latest thing that they've said... I just want to ask you, just from the original vision of Dreams and what they said it was going to be on PS4, on PlayStation VR, do you think they're going to be able to even live up to their original promises? If their original promise involves VR being on the PlayStation 4, no. I don't see, like people have said, the, uh, the frames, they can't get the frames up high enough. Um, I just, I think it's the vr version um and i think somebody said it in discord um and i agree it's it's not going to come out until playstation 5 that's my opinion i don't see how they can push what they're talking about um it'll be amazing when the playstation 5 comes out but um i don't know so do you think that that means that they don't that playstation vr isn't supported when they come into full release or do you think that they just don't come into full release until PlayStation 5? I would say the latter, you know, that uh, they, I mean, they can keep something in early access another year. Why not work on it, you know, add to it, do everything that you just talked about and then release it for VR. Um, it's not going to make, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it anyway. Um, and we know it's going to run amazing on the, the PlayStation 5. So why not? Um, shoot for that especially with their goals being so high it's not like they're they're fine-tuning it they're they're adding aggressively you know so um it just seems like everything's adding up to a playstation 5 release for full release anyway if they're going to stick to uh what their original promise was which was um full release with vr yeah i, I think that um well, let me say, I do think that they could give us some limited VR support on PlayStation 4, but this, I think, will be mainly uh, their campaign that, that they created. I think that they'll be able to pull that off and release a full story campaign playable in PlayStation VR, and maybe even some limited art tools, you know, like... Uh, sculptor vr like uh, tilt brush that sort of functionality uh, uh quill 
you know, medium, that, that sort of program. As far as the, the full-fledged user-created VR games, like Mario Maker-style servers where people make VR games, they've said that the, the way that that's going to be re regulated is through user reviews. If the frames are low and it makes people sick, it'll get bad reviews. Nobody will ever play it. But the ones that are talented and good at it, uh, we'll get good reviews and people will play those. So I think that works to a point, but uh, I don't think that their full vision of what they want dreams to be. Um, I don't think that that's possible on a PlayStation four, not even on a pro. Uh, so I, I do think that it'll be if, if we ever see their vision come to fruition it will be on playstation 5 whether that means a, a late launch or uh or, or broken promises uh on the ps4 front uh, i think that that's just a fact that is that it's going to be ps5 before we really see the potential of this game um you know i've always had faith in this development team because i've seen i've, I've taken an interest in, in this game and what it's going to be and i've seen some amazing things that they've done in dreams this is going to be truly remarkable even if it never supports vr a truly remarkable uh, piece of software um i always kind of had faith in them that that they knew what they were talking about that they're not just delusional but then i read stuff like this and th this is something that they've kind of alluded to recently and I, I mentioned it like what you were talking about on our discord we were talking about the other day that they want for people to be able to monetize their creations and dreams and when i heard that i was like okay so they have a dream store that people sell their dreams things yeah that that could work makes sense somewhat i guess uh but that's not what they meant they elaborated this past week. Um, let's see here. According to co-founder of the studio, Kareem uh, Etone, I don't know how to spell, pronounce his last name. It's spelled Etone. Uh, Kareem Etone, the company is looking into implementing a commercial license that dreams creator can apply so not only are you getting like a, a regular license to play the game but you're actually paying a little extra to get a commercial license and uh which will let them distribute their created works in dreams beyond the playstation platform the goal is for dreams to last 20 years and to keep expanding and to keep adding to it and to keep improving it so so you're basically you're building another game engine here so there's going to be unreal there's going to be unity and there's going to be dreams okay i'll buy it maybe maybe not but okay let, let's say sure you're going to do that you're going to obviously continue to support it update it keep it going for 20 years well i mean unreal's been around about that long now right so sure why not let's say you even did that a little bit more far-fetched but okay sure 
that people are going to be able to distribute their created works in dreams beyond the PlayStation platform. Now, Dreams is being developed roots by a company called Media Molecule. And you know what the most, um, if you read the fact sheet on Media Molecule, do you know what bullet point number one is? I'm asking you, do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> Subsidiary of Sony Incorporated. They are owned by Sony, but they're saying right here that they want, that they're, vision is for creators in the game to pay for a commercial license so that they can distribute their games developed in dreams on platforms outside of playstation this just this, this don't add up to me roots how is this possible it's not like they can take it to epic store epic store runs on unreal 4 right so this means that that we would have to have a platform outside of playstation that runs dreams right and so why would sony allow that anyway and like you said it's it's not like it's easy to just port it over to every platform um very bizarre statement and uh it's very bizarre to think that they're going to do something like this for 20 years as well i mean I, i'm it's great to have you know goals it's great to to dream big but um to put that out there as your um you know your your goal for everybody and this is what we're doing and this is going to be 20 years and um i don't even know if what vr will be in 20 years or this who knows man you know yeah well is that 20 years thing i mean yeah that that took me back a little bit but it's not nearly as far-fetched as having widespread adoption of their game engine outside of sony sony funded this thing sony built this thing they're not going to let other platforms have dreams this is going to be something that's synonymous with playstation for many years maybe even for up to 20 years playstation might run some version of dreams but uh there's no way in hell sony's ever going to let this uh go to somewhere else especially if it's as as amazing as it's uh build to be yeah but this what is going to be something they keep for themselves what do we what about what we were talking about before about how sony may be breaking into the vr pc market um like with the epic game store and slowly releasing and possibly having their own store um that'd be the only way yeah that'd be the only way but can you imagine if 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 uh if they did somehow do that and encroached on the pc and said you know what we're gonna we're gonna take some of your people too i don't know that'd be the only way if sony were to decide that they were going to be in the uh a direct competitor to steam basically is what they would have to become they would have to have their own pc platform that offers flat as well as vr games basically do what steam does and basically be a software storefront on pc and expand their vision beyond console into pc gaming just in the name of selling software um in that scenario sure but i don't think that that's what media molecule is uh 
is alluding to here. You know, they they said that um, that they already had the infrastructure for the commercial licensing program in place, and then within a day they quickly redacted that and said, "Well, we have plans for it, but it's not." built yet it's not in place mm. it seems to me like they're making plans outside of sony here and if they're doing that these people are delusional yeah and if these people are delusional we have to question everything they've told us about dreams and i don't want to do that i want to believe this is going to be what they said it's going to be and if it is and I've said this many times before. If this game turns out to be what they said it's going to be, I will lay a $100 bill down and pay for it happily because it's going to be that awesome. Uh, but time's running out for it to happen, at least on PS4. And uh, uh, I'm starting to... Uh, my, my faith is starting to be a bit shaken, to say the least. Yeah. What a bummer. You are the creator. You could have been the creator, man. Uh, maybe you still can hopefully yeah, well i mean that's the wonderful thing about dreams is that i mean we've seen what people are capable of through the modding community and in games like minecraft and i mean just everywhere there are talented creative people all over this world who are willing to put in the amount of time and effort just to make something good to say hey see this great thing i made that uh and if they have a tool like like they're describing here, there is no doubt in my mind that this thing is going to be an infinite supply of uh, awesome VR experiences. Maybe not necessarily games, but awesome VR experiences and uh, endless, endless supply of it. That's why I said it would be every bit worth $100 because it would just keep on giving throughout the entire lifespan of the console. I mean, yeah. it would just keep going. So, Media Molecule, what you've shown us is impressive. Please, let's let's just focus on our original set of goals here, and we'll worry about growing beyond uh, PlayStation at another time, okay? All right, so let's move on to something that I'm genuinely excited about, and it's a, it's a new piece of news. I want to thank MameFam for pointing me in the direction of it. I, I, I didn't know that uh or maybe it was alex i think it was alex and main fan wasn't it on the discord alex posted the story but then main fan uh tagged me in it so that i would see it i think so uh, i'm talking about layers of fear of course uh am i right about that yes yeah okay okay so thanks alex and main fan for uh pointing this out to me this is a game uh layers of fear uh that's uh pretty much a six or seven year old flat game uh i know about this game and i'm very familiar with it because of vorpex support whenever i go through my bi-monthly bout with wrestling with whether or not i want to get into vorpex or not uh, layers of fear is always one of the things that's toward the top of my list reasons why i would want to get vorpex this game uh this game is everything that I love about a VR game. About, uh, well, first of all, let's talk about what it, what it is. The original Layers of Fear game is coming to PC VR on Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, uh, quite a few years after its initial 
PC, Xbox, and PlayStation release in 2016. So this is a three-year-old game. It's not as old as I thought it was. Um, Roots, are you familiar with this game at all? And if so, is this something you're interested in playing in VR? I am not familiar with it or was not until um, I pulled the clip. And yeah, it looks really good. It looks creepy as hell. And if it's uh, made for flat and it's, it's coming as a port, um, I bet it's going to be amazing. Um, I don't know. What did the reviews get as far as flat game? Were they pretty good? I'm assuming if you want to play. People love this game. It's, it's, a it, it's a, a completely original concept, or at least it will be in the, the VR space. We don't have any games like this yet. This is another level of out there. Will it uh, rival your baby? This, will this become your new fave? It very well could. Let me uh, let me read off some of the features that they've listed for this game here. This is their words. Game features psychedelic horror. Now, do I need to say anything more than that? <laughs> it elaborates on what that means. But I just said psychedelic horror. Come on, man. VR, give me a break. All right. It says that a sense of insanity means that each turn of the camera may completely change the look of your surroundings. Now, I've explained it to you many times on this show how cool I think it is when you're looking at one thing, you turn your head, you look back at it, and it's something completely different. It fucks with your head in VR in a way like nothing else does. They're going to lean heavily on that mechanic in this game. Uh... And it's something that's only been dabbled with this far in VR. Yeah, you see little bits, pieces, um, like here and there in games, right? But uh, like I can't remember what game it was, but it's like every time I turned around, it was different. And uh, I, it was leading me in circles in this hallway. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Um, it does. It's one of those things that you can't get um, in anything, like being looking at something turn away and look back and the door's gone it's like oh my god what the hell's going on it's really cool it's like that effect uh, that you get at the end of the batman game when you realize that never mind i don't want to i don't want to spoil it but you get this effect at the end of the batman game we'll just say that uh it's like the effect in hellblade sinuous sacrifice when you're in the val robin stage the master of deception when you're uh looking through those gates uh, you know, and all of a sudden the path opens where it was once closed. It's that kind of weirdness uh, that I love in VR. And it seems like we're going to get more of it in this game than we've ever had. And the rest of VR combined. Um, this game features a Victorian setting. Explore a game world inspired by masterpiece paintings, architecture, and decor from the 19th century. Roots, you've watched enough of my gameplays and seen how I admire these sorts of things in VR. I study every little single thing, the artwork, uh, uh, basically everything about how the environments come together. I'm sitting here and critiquing it. Even Mainfan said it in my comment section the other day that I should have been an art historian. Mm. Uh, so again, another thing that you can tick off uh, the list of my favorite things in VR. Uh, original and classic art. Original and classic art. Numerous pieces of original art 
and music flesh out the story and environment. It features, quote, story-focused exploration. Come on, man. This is a game that was made for me. I love story-focused exploration. Only through exploring the environment can you uncover the details of the painter's dark and tragic past. Roots. If I asked you, knowing me, and you know me pretty well now, to write out uh, all of the features of what I would consider to be the perfect VR game, did I leave anything off of that list there? No, this is it. This is your game, man. When does it come out? Because I kind of want to play it now. Well, it came out in 2016 for Google Daydream when it was released on PlayStation, Xbox, and uh, PC. Wow. No, but anyway, yeah, that is true. It did come out on Google Daydream, but uh, that was called Layers of Fear uh, Solitude, and they had to make severe compromises to get it to run on Android. Uh, the game basically became way more linear. It only allowed you to move by uh, node-based teleportation. And was a lot more restrictive than the uh, PC version of the game. Uh, What we're getting here most likely is going to be the PC version of the game. And they haven't said when we're getting it. Mm -hmm. It Just I had a Steam page pop up last week. And uh, again, this is something that's been playable in uh, Vorpex for a long time. And uh, man, I can't wait for this. This is quickly risen to... I mean, top five, easy top five most anticipated VR games for me now. Yeah, it looks creepy. I uh, wonder what kind of um, scares it has. Like, you know what I mean? It shows a lot of stuff, but it doesn't really show what kind of fear to expect, I guess. The jump scares are more... Layers. Yeah, layers, I guess. Yeah, they did tell us there's layers, man. Everything's layers like an onion, right? Like Shrek says. Yep. Exactly. Sure. One one you peel back one layer only to reveal another one even deeper. So uh I would expect uh a little bit of every kind of horror. Mm. Uh I would expect it all to kind of work together. Now that being said, I've never played it. I've never watched a playthrough of it. I always kind of assumed that I would be playing this at some point in VR. I always thought it would be Vorpex. I didn't think I'd get native support. Mm. God, I can't wait for this game to come out. It's going to be so good. Uh, yeah, but I'm not going to just keep on drooling mm. all over this game. This this basically looks like a game that was custom made for me personally. And uh, who knows? Certain people's philosophies would say that it was custom made for me personally. Yeah, yeah. like Almost like the world was made around you, right? Yeah, so. exactly. This is my game. Mm. They made a game perfectly for me because I wanted them to do that, and I believe that they would. So <laughs> you might as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So moving on, roots. Um, I expect you to die. Is an awesome game, and uh, we've uh, well, we've spoken a lot about this game in our the history of our show. This is a an. Uh, escape the room puzzle game uh, that we've uh, 
The uh, how many how many original missions did this have? Was it three? I think three or four, but I can't remember. Yeah, it had three or four original missions. They keep adding DLC to it, so now to the point that it has six or seven of them, and uh, it wasn't that long that it really got the last one, right? What was it, three, four months ago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it wasn't very long ago. Well, already uh, the developer of I Expect You to Die, um, Shell Games, they're starting to elude at the next DLC. And I heard that they were working on one a week or two ago, but I, I expected, again, I expected this to be something coming out in the early part of next year. I didn't expect it to be coming very soon, but they're gone, they've gone in the full-fledged promo mode on Twitter. Uh, so, th this is what they've said. Quote, As you may have seen, the Enhanced Operative Division was hacked yesterday by Dr. Zor. Dr. Zor is the villain of the game. You're always a step behind Dr. Zor. Now is the time to strategize why HQ prepares your next mission. We plan to review all of your previous assignments so the agency can take down Zoraxis once and for all. All right, Roots. So what they're doing here, th this was just the first tweet. What they're doing here is via Twitter, they're recapping all of the missions that we've done so far and what the nature of each one of them was in different tweets. And uh, I'd like to point out uh, uh, a phrase that they used in this last statement and read into it a little bit. Uh, it said, the agency can take down Zoraxis once and for all. Now, to me, Roots, with the way that they're building this, you know, reviewing the entire game and using that phrase, taking down Zoraxis once and for all, it sounds like this is it. It sounds like we're getting the last one to me. What about you? Yeah, it sounds like a finale. Like, and maybe bring it all together, right? All the missions, you know. And it feels like the right time, doesn't it? I mean, this feels like... It's getting close to being a complete game. And like like we've detailed many times in recent weeks, the, uh, the generation is shifting. We're coming into a new period for VR. And nobody would know that more than, uh, the, you know, Shell Games. You know, these guys have been in VR since before VR was a thing. So nobody would recognize the times changing uh, before these guys do. And... Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that, that this one's coming to an end. It feels like the right time to me. Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, it's time to to put a na uh, nail in the coffin and, um, and move on to the next game that I guarantee will be head and shoulders better than this one that they make. Because uh, like you said, they've been in it um, for a long time, and uh, I'm sure they're working on something else. Yeah, and I'm sure whatever it is, it'll be great. No easy feat to put out a game better than this one. Uh, from them, I mean, th this is top notch, and you can watch our uh, our review discussion on it if you want to know our in depth details about what we think about each mission and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this game for the most part, and I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how they end it all off. I imagine this thing's going to be pretty epic because it's been pretty epic so far. Well. 
But yeah, I think it'll be um it'll it'll be just as good if not better than the the rest of it. Yeah. Um as long as they stay above water, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh that said, I have one more piece of news I want to uh talk about here before we wrap it up. Uh I expect you to die isn't the only big name Gen 1 VR game that's teasing a big announcement or a, an announcement of some sort. We can speculate to how big it is, but I'm talking about Beat Saber. Um, recently, again, via Twitter, uh, recently Beat Saber has posted a very mysterious image of a red arrow cube you know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. the arrow cubes from, from Beat Saber. You're looking at them there. Uh, with the date, November 7th. Well, you know, we get new stuff from Beat Saber all the time. We get, you know, music packs, uh, you know, updates to the, the game structure and how it plays, things that you can do, different game modes. Why is this one any more interesting than any other tease? That they've ever done well i'll tell you why uh november 7th that day isn't just any day that is the day that pistol whip releases and in a box that doesn't seem like much but recently the developers of both beat saber and super hot met up they had a meeting and this fueled a rumor that collaboration between the two on a new game is going on, or at least some kind of mode. In fact, Beat Saber's Twitter, the very same Twitter that put this picture out, held a poll to ask if they should do a collaboration with Superhot, which overwhelmingly the answer was yes. So uh, when you take all that into consideration, that Pistol Whip, uh, basically marketed itself as being this hybrid combination of Beat Saber and Superhot. Shortly thereafter, Beat Saber and Superhot start talking about working together. And now you have Beat Saber releasing uh, this tease of a big announcement on the same day uh, that Pistol Whip's being released. Roots, does uh, 2 plus 2 equal 4 here? Is uh, Beat Saber getting ready to announce this deal of epic proportions with the Super Hot team? Well, it depends on what two is. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it sure sounds like it, man. It sounds like it's a direct uh, um, reaction to Pistol Whip, and maybe it was even in the works for a long time ago. Who knows? But uh sounds like they're releasing something, and... Uh, I would love to see a collaboration between the two. I don't really know what kind of a level they would do. I guess they could do, you know, like a special super hot level. Um, and it would probably be more likely. Uh, but uh, either way, it sounds pretty in interesting for sure. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, maybe uh, maybe they're going to add more weapons other than uh, sabers into the game. Huh? Give it like a a super hot motif, put some pistols in your hands and take on Autica while they're at it. Why does what it gotta be about that? Why does it have to be a pistol? Why can't I have a high heel shoe to throw around or something? You know, it's super hot. There's a lot of weapons in there. No, just kidding. Um, 
Well, yeah, yeah, I think it would be a good uh, a good reaction to pistol whip. I mean, uh, it's just um, it's showing you that uh, you know there are you know, for a while there it seemed like almost every VR company knew nothing about marketing. They didn't know any like everything they did was like what are, what are you doing? Um, but you're starting to see some of these companies actually making good decisions and um, a collaboration between those two. And just the way they're releasing the information is very interesting and getting people talking about it in case we are um definitely uh um pretty smart now that said friends uh this could be uh us just playing connect the dots and dots that weren't numbered so uh we could be off base here but it at least looks like i think they at least know what they're doing here i think that even if it is unrelated that they know that people are going to draw these conclusions and uh it could just be a publicity stunt we may just be getting 360 mode we knew uh they said during the holiday season we're going to be getting 360 mode right so maybe that's what it is yeah yeah well and maybe it's um just a way to get the collaboration that they're planning on doing talked about and you know a year from now they come out with a fucking badass super hot beat saber game you hot know saber hot saber yeah um, super saber <laughs> There's all sorts of um, things that they could do, really, you know. And it's cool because, you know, Beat Saber is probably one of the most known games in VR right now. Um, but everything changes, and it shows you that these developers aren't just relying on Beat Saber, and they're, you know, going to do the next bigger and better thing. And uh, hopefully uh, Super Hot is a part of it. Dude, if I were these guys, I would have already cashed out with Sony. It would have already happened a long time ago. I would have taken my 20 or $30 million or whatever and just said, all right, we work for you now, boss. Yeah. Uh, because Sony, with their music catalog, what they could do with this concept, uh, you know, the possibilities are endless. Um Anyway, back to, to the uh, subject of Andy. I think that there could be some uh, fire behind the smoke. Uh, we're not going to have to wait long to find out. November 7th, Roots, we're, we're just a few days away from Pistol Whip, man. How about that? That's got me freaking amped. I know, and I you know I got to take my suit back. I was getting ready to, to do a video <laughs> with a suit, and then I noticed everybody under the fucking sun was, did their suit video, and I thought, oh, man, what a waste, so. Um, although I will say that uh, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis did look the best in his suit. He did win the uh, the best dressed award in our Discord for that uh, particular video, for sure. So, yeah, every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man, and that's <laughs> that's what Mike was, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, so yeah, no suit for me playing pistol whip but i'm definitely going to play it. i might play it in my birthday suit but uh no tie no recording uh, either right because your wife might be upset well i don't know man <laughs> i could do some interesting things with the green screen there right yeah that's right you could have all sorts of stuff going on uh, especially with something like beat saber imagine what i could do with beat saber <laughs> oh well, we were talking about that hand tracking right like maybe uh you know <laughs> what kind of movements they would have and you know really 
we never really thought about hand tracking, right? What's it going to record or what your hands are doing in, in general? So we'll leave it at that. But uh, it's interesting. Man, this guy plays dice in VR all the time. Yeah. yeah. Why is this guy playing <laughs> dice every day at the yeah, same time? He keeps using that same hand gesture. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that's enough, folks. We're both starting to get a little tired, a little slap happy here. It's time to uh, move to everyone's favorite segment where we talk about the Monday show and what we're going to be talking about. Of course, as always, we're going to be doing uh, at least one game review, maybe two later in the week. Look out for that. Uh, But tomorrow, the business at hand Monday show number 12, last week's Monday show, Epic Roots. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Last Monday show was awesome. It ran a little bit long, but uh, really good conversation had there. If you haven't checked out last week's Monday show, be sure you do that. What are we going to be talking about tomorrow, Roots? Uh, Well, we're going to be talking about one game that we've been waiting to talk about a few weeks, and it got pushed back, I think, twice now. This time we are going to be talking about it, and uh, um, that is Minotaur Arcade. And it's one of those ones that I wanted to try um, the moment I saw it, the moment I heard who made it, and uh, I still have yet to try it. It's been in my in my library for weeks, so I'm psyched to try it tomorrow. So. Ditto for everything you just said. I have such immense respect for this developer and everything he's done in the industry. I have such a love for Polybius, his first VR game, uh, that I've wanted to try this out since the moment I heard about it. So uh, we're going to do that. We're going to play this game. Uh, It's actually a collection of two games. Old school arcade games converted into 3D, converted into VR. Uh, A game called Goat Up, which is a platform. And this game here called Grid Runner, which is a a shooter. Uh, We're going to check them out. We're going to let you know what it feels like to play these games in VR. And if it's anything like Polybius, we already know. Uh, it's going to be a trip. Yeah, trippy. All right. Uh, the second game we're going to give impressions on uh, is actually something that's being manifested by the activity in Discord. A game that I didn't know existed two days ago. Uh, someone asked about it in Discord. Who was it? Driven by? Mm-hmm. Did I ask about this roots? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then we yeah. uh, we we basically said we didn't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Driven. Driven by asks us about this game. I think Jarillo chimed in as well. Uh, Roots uh, made an effort to reach out to the developer. The developer graciously gave us each a key and joined our Discord and made himself available to uh, be asked anything. So it's a constant AMA via our Discord for this developer. So any of you out there who are curious about Dement, uh, be sure to go down to our description below, click that invite link, join our Discord, and you can talk to the developer. He said he'd answer any kind of questions about Dement. So what is Dement? Well, currently, I don't know. I know it's a horror game, and that's all I need to know. It's a horror game. It's in VR. So, brother, I'll try your game out. Send it my way. I've already established on this channel long since established that i love anything vr horror and uh 
that's what we've got here. So immediately after uh, producing this week's show, I'm going to dive head first into Dement. Roots has already spent some time in there, and we're going to come back tomorrow on the Monday show and report what we find. All right, and having our two games out of the way, that's going to bring us to our weekly Monday show topical discussion, and we're going to do a bit of a list this week. We're going to list some games that fit the criteria. Roots, what? is the criteria ah so we decided we were uh there's a lot of games you love to play asgard's wrath uh especially asgard's wrath 40 hour games amazing games love them fallout 4, fallout 4 yeah like games you're going to spend a lot of time in but you just can't spend that time directly in a row like you need something in between you need uh palate cleansers but we're calling them, uh, you know, six palate cleansers that uh, will help you get through your day, get you back to your next Asgard's Wrath session, I guess, so forth, so to speak, right? Yeah, we all have our, our epic games that we put forth maximum effort into, and it's a bit taxing either physically or on the mind or both. Uh, games that we think about during the day when we're not playing about how we're going to beat this part or move on to the next stage of it. Uh, I mean, it, those were good examples like Asgard's Wrath and Fallout, these big open world games. But there's also puzzle games, you know, games like Shadowpoint or uh, uh, Abduction, you know, things that are having us really, you know, using our brains super hard and 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 when we're playing this stuff every now and then you just want a break you want a game that you can just put in and cleanse the palate something that you can play that's easy to pick up uh something that has high replay about high replayability value games that you can just uh basically chill out and play that you don't have to put any kind of major thought into something you can veg out on in between those heavier more substantive uh, games so we're calling these vr palette cleansers and uh roots has three i have three we think it's a pretty interesting topic everybody has one that's the reason it came up we all roots and i were talking you know if, if you had to spend your life and you could only play five games forever you had to pick five and that's all you get forever only four of those would be these epic you know story driven type games that 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 we all want to spend so much time in at the very least one of those would have to be a palate cleanser and uh those are the kind of games that we're going to be talking about during the topical discussion tomorrow on the monday show so to recap Tomorrow on the Monday show, Minotaur Arcade Volume 1, Dement, and six VR palate cleansers. And uh, that will wrap another episode of Virtual Strangers. We want to thank you guys for watching. If you're new to the channel, you know what to do. Subscribe. Click that notification bell to stay up with all of our content here on the Virtual Strangers channel.
with that said we want to thank you again for watching friends for roots i'm wes we'll see you tomorrow friends bye bye take it easy